Hey, hello, how are you? This is a show for everyone else. Instead of going after top 1% of the world, we dedicate this podcast to celebrate the lives of the unsung heroes and self-made artists. Since I became a nurse, a couple years into it, I guess, I wake up every day so much more thankful for what I have and living life to the fullest. I believe that no matter what kind of nurse you are, whether you end up working in outpatient dermatology or you end up working in the ICU, at the core, we're the same and we've been through pain and struggles and that's how we help heal our patients. But at the same time, we have to take care of ourselves because if we're just trying to heal, to fill ourselves at the same time, it's not going to work. It's only going to hurt us. Once at night where I have like a picture of myself and I write something, normally those just come to mind and it, it would be the equivalent of what I would write in my journal at night. So I'm very vulnerable. I mean, the stuff that I say, I think a lot of people would never tell anyone. And I think that's why people talk to me, and I've always been that way. I feel that over the years, I know myself very well. I know myself so much better than I used to. I mean, there's always things to learn, but I really am the most comfortable with myself at this point in my life. And I think that that's reflective of what I post. Hey, it's Face World. Party time, excellent. I literally just watched the entire Wayne's World part one very recently after running the Face World podcast for nearly four years. I had no clue why people were walking around the office telling me Face World with that tone. Anyway, so I did it. Um, this week, I have a very special guest. I'm so excited to introduce Danielle Levesque to all of you. And you'll be surprised to find out that Danielle is actually a nurse. She may be the first nurse we interviewed on the podcast, um, but along with many other medical professionals um, that we love having on the show. So a few years ago, Danielle did something rather unexpected. She decided to share her stories about these nurse abnormalities because every day she's in awe of how brilliant, instrumental, and extraordinary nurses are to healthcare. And becoming a nurse, in her opinion, really transformed her life and her outlook. And she hopes to do so and give back through sharing, uh, you know, pictures or everyday life uh, with a touch of humor on Instagram and Facebook. Danielle started her career in cardiac critical care. She then transitioned to cardiac surgical critical care, ICU travel nursing and medical surgical ICU patients. Danielle's story struck me instantly, but after visiting her social media channels, especially Instagram, I knew right away I had to have her on the show. Selfishly, I wanted to know how Danielle curated one of the most engaging social presents I had ever seen. If you're listening to this, head over to Nurse Abnormalities on Instagram and you will know exactly what I'm talking about. 
It doesn't matter what type of brand you're marketing for, a shoe company or a podcast like mine or your own personal channels. Everybody wants more engagement and comments and exchange with real people. Danielle takes us back to Story 101 and help us excel in our own ability to speak to a community, any community, authentically. Her track is real proof. Between the quirky pictures, celebrity videos, her funny selfies, and laughs with coworkers at the hospitals, no wonder why nurses and non-nurses like myself are simply obsessed with her content. Behind the success of her building a community, Danielle talks about her creative process, which involves getting up very early, going to sleep really late, and in between blogging and writing about her life. Her community needs her, and that's what drives her forward in pursuing this seemingly unnecessary endeavor of writing on Instagram. One of my favorite articles on her blog is called To a New Nurse, You Will Be Okay, which has been shared for more than 22,000 times. Here's a little blurb. You're not a saint. You're not a nun. You're not a sex symbol. You do not work for free. And this may not have been your calling, but there is a reason why you're a nurse, conscious or unconscious. This is a club of mostly wounded healers. It takes someone who has experienced brokenness to know how to heal brokenness. You probably do not come from a seamless background. Maybe your parents are broken, or your relationship is broken, or you have cared for a suffering friend, or been a victim of racism, sexism, or any kind of hate in this world. This is why you know how to interpret anticipate and heal pain because you have experienced it. This is why you know how to love deeper and hope more than the average person. This is why you are so uniquely special and this is why you will be okay. Please enjoy this show and remember, sharing is love. Please share this episode with one more person to help us reach more people. We also want to see you again, so please subscribe to FaceWorld. I'll see you at the end of the show. I am really excited to talk to you, and I can't believe that's actually through Michael Sense, who is part of our mastermind group every Friday, and he joined actually rather recently, and he was so excited when he uh, brought up your brand, which is Nurse Abnormalities, and there were a lot of questions that surfaced immediately without any without my own experience in medicine, but I have to say that even though I have not yet encountered every kind of doctors out there, but we have all, I think all of us have encountered nurses at this point. I mean, at an early, much earlier uh, life. Uh, so uh, thank you for joining the show. Before I say too much, I'm, I'm just really thrilled you're here. You're so sweet. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so glad that we were able to make the connection and I'm really excited. Yeah. So Danielle, like take us back to, you know, how many years ago did you have this idea to even just to write something to kind of put your life, like your, almost your public life out there and to resonate with other nurses? So I can tell you that I've been writing since I was five years old, maybe even four years old. I remember getting my first journal 
when I was really, really young for Christmas for my parents. And I don't even know what I wrote. I used to take it to class and have my classmates write in it, but I've always been a writer. And I used to write letters to the editor growing up in the newspaper and essay contests and stuff like that. I always wanted to talk or be heard. (laughs) I'm not sure which, I'm not sure which one. So how I fell into nursing was kind of weird. It was never my initial passion to become a nurse. And I actually wanted to be a doctor, like lots of nurses. Like if you talk to nurses, there are tons of, lots of people always wanted to be a doctor and then end up going into something else. So I didn't realize at the time why I was so drawn to nursing. I just started going into it for a number of reasons. Life led me down that path. And then when I got into it, I absolutely loved it. And it, it, you know, I have a very personal connection to it. I feel that nursing saved my life in a number of ways. It's really given me so much gratitude. And since I became a nurse a couple years into it, I guess I wake up every day so much more thankful for what I have and living life to the fullest. But the way I got into the blog was when I became a nurse, I honestly was, had no idea what nurses did. And I, and I got into the ICU and I was like, oh my gosh, these nurses do everything. I mean, the difference between life and death can be a good nurse. And I had no, I had no clue. So I felt that I needed to talk about it. And I wanted to talk about it from the day I got started. And it was always on my mind whether or not I would start a blog or how I would do this. And then eventually I just pulled the trigger and I just did it. It was actually my brother. My brother's a big doer. I like to talk about things for about three or four years before I do them. My brother's just like, just do it. He's like, you, you have to write it. You, you know, just do it. It doesn't matter if it's perfect, just get it out there. So that's what I did. Like, if you have an idea, you just have to do it. You can't sit and think about it forever. You'll never get it out there. So Wow, I I couldn't agree more with your brother. And one thing that you touched upon and and also related to you, your brother, it's something that I feel like anybody has been on the show, especially recently, is couldn't agree more with the fact that once you have an idea, you need to execute and it doesn't have to be perfect. It's incredible like how I think about the, uh, the approach of the way that uh, we grew up and especially, um, actually, where are you based? I don't know where you are physically. So I'm physically in Baltimore. I've moved around a lot. I uh, grew up in central Illinois, like farm country, basically. Yeah. So I have a really random background and kind of a, I really do believe so much has a lot to do with your parents. And my parents came for my graduation a couple weeks ago and my mom just looked at me and she was like, you have lived a lot of life in your 33, almost 33 years. And I had never really thought of it, but I really have. Like I've really taken a lot of risks and I'm not nearly as scared of life as I used to be. And a lot of that is attributed to nursing, a lot attributed to my parents. So yeah, so I've had quite a few experiences that have have worked out. So tell tell me, like, could you recall a time possibly much earlier in your life where you felt scared or alone and uh it, take take us back there how old were you what were you you know what were you like at the time i can tell you much of when i think about how i was brought up i used to be upset 
like it used to make me really upset. And, you know, I'll be completely honest. I've been very, um, open about this in my writing, but my parents were very busy career oriented people and they weren't there. And so we did a lot of things to make up for that. My dad was a touring violinist. He played in the St. Louis symphony. And, uh, I, I think he was very accomplished. He's really humble. He doesn't think he was nearly as accomplished as I think he was, but he was gone a lot. My mom was a physician. She was gone a lot and trying to do her own hustle. She was a nurse first, then a physician. And I didn't understand at the time. And we had, uh, lots of babysitters growing up. I spent a lot of time in the hospital with my mom on the weekends when she would see patients. So when I think of those times, there was probably, I was okay with it for a while. And then there was a turning point whenever I hit middle school, high school, you know, even the other parents would make comments about how my parents were never there because I was very active in sports and horseback riding and all sorts of things. And so I really resented them. And it wasn't until my after I, I have another bachelor's degree, I finished that. I was actually married, then divorced, then still in nursing. So I, I went to nursing school while I was married and then got a divorce. And I attribute nursing to helping me get through all of that. And it, so it really wasn't until after that, till I got rid of like all of this baggage, I was 28 years old, that I was able to really reconnect with my parents and talk to them about, you know, how they raised us and what their thought process was. And I'm so appreciative of them. They basically, you know, looking back, it was just, they just didn't want to coddle us. Like it was, you know, figure it out on your own. Uh, we're here to support you go for whatever dream you want to go for, but you have to go for something, you know, that there was no option there. Like it was, you will go to college, you will succeed in something, but you need to figure out what it's going to be. And it was a ton of pressure, but here we are. So it worked and they just wanted us to figure things out on our own. Like they loved us deeply, which of course, you know, that's more than, a lot of people can ask for these days. And my brother and I, we were just really independent. We had also along with the Midwest upbringing, we had jobs when we were 15. We uh, were doing like chores around the house beginning at a very young age. I mean, like mowing the lawn, detasseling corn, which is a big Midwest thing, all of this stuff. So it was kind of strict in a way, but then a loose household in another way, you know, like with the pick a dream and go for it. I mean, I don't know many parents that would say that, especially with my brother. I mean, he lives in Hollywood and, you know, has been ch chasing this career for a really long time. And my parents were like, do it. We will help you get there. Do it. We don't care. You know, there was no second thought. And a lot of that came from my dad because he's an artist as well. And he had people who were very influential in his life that were helped him get to where he ended up. So, yeah. So, I mean, at the time, my childhood, I used to resent it and I really don't anymore. Things changed, you know, and other reasons that I think that I had this period of uncertainty that my brother didn't have one, I didn't come out of the womb knowing what I wanted to do, but two, 
I truly believe that when I hit middle school and high school as like a gangly, weird teenager that was not one of the pretty girls was like trying to fit in. So I, I, I just wanted to be liked so badly. So I think I really like veered off path, but then was lucky enough to find myself again. I think that feeling of being in middle school and high school and just feeling so alone is definitely, like you said, it's almost like a universal feeling for women. Hi there, this is Fei Wu, and you're listening to The Face World Podcast. Today on the show, I'm joined by Danielle Levesque, who is a nurse, an amazing one. To find out more about her stories, check out her blog, nurseabnormalities.com, and also her incredible Instagram channel at Nurse Abnormalities. So there's, there's one article, for example, that you wrote, I felt like that was kind of that pivotal moment, which is uh, one of the most popular articles on your site called To a New Nurse, You Will Be Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that one had, you know, well over 20,000 shares and we're not focusing on numbers for this podcast, but how did it feel? Like what triggered you to, to write that? So that is one of two favorite articles that I've ever written. And that one just, poured out. And I can't remember what triggered it. I had, I was pretty well into establishing my audience and my, on my Instagram account. I think at that time I had like 25,000 followers or something like that, but I have a really highly engaged audience. So I get tons of messages and tons of people asking for advice. And I get so much from new nurses and, or so many messages from new nurses. And they're always so it's a, I mean, it's a hard career to go into and there is bullying and it's tough. And I wanted to convey that as a nurse, you know, some of us aren't called to the profession. We end up in it and then we're like, oh, we're really good at this. Why are we so good at this? And I believe that what, what I'm conveying in that post and why, when I wrote it, I knew it would be really popular was that no matter what kind of nurse you are, whether you end up working in outpatient dermatology or you end up working in the ICU. I mean, we're all distinguished a little bit by our places of employment, but at the core, we, most of us are the same and we're really good at helping people. And there are reasons I believe that we're really good at helping people. And I think some of it is our upbringing. We have been through life. You know, we understand life. We're very vulnerable people. And so what I was, the message I was trying to get across in that post was that we're the same and we've been through pain and struggles and that's how we help heal our patients. But at the same time, we have to take care of ourselves because if we're just trying to heal, to fill ourselves at the same time, it's not going to work. It's only going to hurt us. So you know, everything will be okay, but you've got to, you've got to take your, take, take care of yourself and recognize the issues in this profession in order to change them. And you're not alone. You're not the one, only one who's experiencing this. Everyone's experiencing it. So this was kind of just to start a conversation about these things and 
people love that post. It went, it went pretty crazy. That's for sure. I mean, I, I can tell how it pours out of you. I mean, <laughs> this sounds crazy, but I found myself not so long ago talking to an English teacher um, who's 88 years old, who has been on the show. And I, I described to her how some of my own best writing comes out when it pours out. Like, I have to write. I have to find a piece of paper, record my voice if I don't have the tools. And it has to come out. And that's precisely how I felt when I read this post. And when I was describing this feeling, I, I mean, you drew tears to my eyes. And then there's a section I, I felt like the way that you wrote about nurses is also true, especially to women in many other careers, so outside of medicine, like advertising, consulting. But it is so polarized for nurses because, you know, you said you're not a saint, you're not a nun, you're not a sex symbol, you do not work for free. And I encourage people to read the whole thing. But what I also love, it's instead of saying, you know, you're not this, and then you suggested things that are so important when you're feeling down, when you're overworked, talk to your manager, have a conversation, stand up for yourself. That is a lot. I mean, I can imagine different people stumbling upon this post or have sort of one opinion or the other. Like in my, like you opened yourself up quite a bit here, right? Kind of very vulnerable in a way. Yeah, I actually, it's so funny. I don't, you're drawing these emotions out of me, but I, this post, I'm reading it right now as you're talking about it. And I, it really does make me so emotional because just like you said, at the time I wrote it, I had to write it. Like this is one draft. I maybe went through it for typos or there may still be typos in it. I don't know, but I just felt the need. I felt like I had to get it out. And as I'm reading again, the, the, you are not a saint, you are not a nun, you are not a sex, that, that quote is, that paragraph is my favorite paragraph of the entire thing. And I feel, I feel it every time I read it because I'm just telling, I'm just telling the world how I feel. And it's just so hard sometimes, you know, like you want to be all of these things and cater to all of these people and you want to be yourself all at the same time. And it is just so hard and it's, and it can be, it can be painful. And so I think maybe that's what I was trying to convey in this post sort of, you know, or in some one way or another, but whatever, that's, this is how it came out. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's, it feels, it touches me in a very deep way. I, uh, I'm turning 35 next month and within, I mean, when I was 26, I lost my dad after two years of a really difficult, long, felt like really long uh, time of a struggle uh, with cancer. And uh, it was just esophageal cancer. My mom and I, I only stayed, I only stayed at the hospital for about uh, six months with a leave of absence. And my mom basically sacrificed her own health for two years with some help on and off. But nurses played the biggest part in our lives because as you know, we often, even though we saw, maybe we saw a doctor once a day at the most twice a day, but nurses were always there. I mean, I can't tell you how many times my mom said to me, like mentioning them by names, like knowing their lives because we shared so many conversations and reminding me of what a difference. I mean, life and death difference. They made not only my dad's life, but also in our lives, if you could understand what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. I, I, to hear that about nurses, I feel the same way. I just, 
you know, I, I think everybody who works in healthcare is extremely important, but I happen to be a nurse and I happen to see what they do all the time. And I just can't, I believe in it so deeply. I just can't stop talking about it. They are the most exceptional people as a whole that I have ever met. And I just feel the need to, you know, stand up for them, advocate them, inspire them, empower them, all of those things, because they deserve it and they don't realize that they deserve it. So I... You probably saved a lot of jobs. You you probably saved a lot of nurses. Not probably, definitely, because... Um, here's the thing, right? Like we all have different skills. Not every nurse, uh, necessarily enjoys writing, would prefer or have time to write if they have, you know, many children or other people that have to take care of even after work, whatever it is. I think, you know, you are a nurse and you love writing. I could, I could tell how much enjoyment you get out of it. So that's why when I approached you for this episode, I mentioned that you created a shared voice in some ways. I felt that um, same thing of what I'm trying to do with a podcast, which is unsung heroes and self-made artists, rather than going after the top 1% of the world financially or whatever that indicator may be. I feel like we as a group have so much more to share that's relatable. That actually matters. I personally, I'm sure all the other nurses who are on your email list uh, who you know, read your blog on a regular basis. I can imagine somebody having a bad day. They say, oh, I'm going to nurseabnormalities.com right now. You know, like that they is incredible. They, that. they say they do that. I I maybe would have quit this thing or not put as much time into it as I do a long time ago if it weren't for all of the nurses' email message. And it's not just nurses. I mean, like you said, like there are people who follow me that aren't nurses, but they do it for the reasons that you already stated. But yeah, I... I, they keep me going and they keep me, hold me accountable too, keep me to a higher standard as well. It's easy to stoop low. It's easy to, I don't know, have humor that is not necessarily intelligent, but or productive that will get you a lot of followers and a lot of attention. But I really think, I don't know, twice, three times, four times about that. It doesn't even really come to my mind anymore to, um, post things like that or write things like that. So I have a vault. (laughs) Hi there, it's me again. I want to thank you very much for listening to this episode and I hope you were able to learn a few things. If you enjoyed what you heard, it would be hugely helpful if you could subscribe to the Face World podcast. It literally takes seconds. If you're on your mobile phone, Just search for Phase World Podcast in the podcast app on iPhone or an Android app such as Podcast Addict and click subscribe. All new episodes will be delivered to you automatically. Thanks so much for your support.